You're going to love this. Just love it. The American dream is dead. Dead. Pacifica Radio's KPFK 90.7 FM in Los Angeles. This is your broadcast. As heard on 90.7 FM in LA, 98.7 FM in Santa Barbara, 93.7 FM in San Diego, 99.5 FM Ridgecrest and China Lake, 91.7 FM KYAQ along the beautiful Oregon Central Coast, and coast-to-coast coast around the globe on kpfk.org, on the Stitcher app, the TuneIn app, the iTunes, Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Indie Media Weekly, FYI Nation, Radio or Not, Radio Free Brooklyn, and Radio Sputnik. Now, five days a week, this is the Bradcast. I'm Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. I am your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker. Muckraker, all-around swell fellow, says me, if not you, joining you for another action-packed adventure right here on the broadcast. Uh, We are going to get to your calls today. We are live in the Pacifica Radio studios here in beautiful Los Angeles. Our phone number will be 818-985-5735-818-985. KPFK, if you'd like to get onto your public airwaves today. Um, well, so we'll get to your calls. And by the way, it can be about anything you like, although we may focus on one specific point today. But, you know, this week, big week, uh, Jeb getting into the race because before then he wasn't getting into the race. He was just thinking about getting into the race. Yeah, and violating all of the election laws uh, that we still have standing in this country. We talked with uh, Craig Holman from Public Citizen earlier in the week on this show. about. Oh, by the way, uh, for our KPFK listeners, uh, as I said, we are live today, but you can get your broadcast five days a week at the uh, KPFK archives every single day. So we talked to Craig Holman about uh, the lawsuit that is still pending for two th- from, from 2010 against the Federal Elections Commission and Karl Rove for uh, his gaming the system back in 2010. But we've got a Federal Election Commission that is now broken, is now doing absolutely nothing, which is why Jeb Bush was able to go for weeks and weeks and months and months and make all kinds of money, not have to disclose it because uh, in violation of the campaign laws the ones we have left, because he knew there was no Federal Elections Commission to do anything about it. Anyway, now he's in the race. Uh, Hillary's campaign kicked off over the weekend. Bernie Sanders is surging in at least a few polls, at least in New Hampshire. 
Last week, uh, or actually last several weeks, we've been talking about my belief that we are on the verge of a progressive age, and now we have a, uh, a vote in the U.S. Senate that might uh, suggest I'm right about that. The Senate has voted to ban torture 78 to 21 this week. Maybe we will get into that in a little bit. Desi Doyen will, of course, be joining us with the Green News Report on Jeb Bush's climate change position now that he's in the race officially. Um, Hillary Clinton's call for the U.S. to become the renewable energy superpower. Oh, there's an idea. And the Pope's encyclical on climate change, which is due on Thursday. It's it's freaking folks out on the right. Is it not, Desi Doyen? Yes, yeah, it really is. And it's kind of funny, actually. It seems to be causing a bit of a, of a civil war between those who would like to acknowledge the science and those who prefer to per- for that, that the Pope shuts up. Oh, I hate to see that. I hate to see those people not getting along. Uh, we're going to actually talk about that encyclical, which is supposed to land tomorrow. It's going to yep. be a huge thing. Uh, I think we've got somebody from the Evangelical Environment Network. They work for Creation Care. Creation care? That's what they call it. Yeah, creation wow. care. Care of God's creation. Right. Stewards, not exploiters. All right. Well, we'll see how, how they feel about the uh, the uh, Pope's big papal paper, as you like to call it, Desi Doyen. <laughs> uh, you'll be back with us in a little bit uh, with the Green News Report uh, and also a, a pretty hysterical video, uh, a parody video uh, concerning the uh, Pope's encyclical. We'll be playing uh, a bit of that. But first... This is what happened in the Republican race for 2016 president yesterday. Yes. Yes. That was the sound of Donald Trump entering the race. Uh, And uh, the, uh, the Democrats, of course, are they're giddy about this, at least in some respect. Uh, Their statement uh, today, Donald Trump became the second major Republican candidate to announce for president in two days. He adds some much needed seriousness that has previously been lacking from the GOP field. And we look forward to hearing more about his ideas for the nation. Um, So they are delighted about it. uh, And uh, and so is, frankly, a lot of people in the media. Now, I should say I have been trying. I have been working hard. I've been trying to stay focused on stuff that matters, on not the horse race, but the issues, Uh, the issues, the concerns about the election itself. Will people be able to have their voice heard? Will we be able to uh, do anything to push back against the enormous amount of money in our politics? I have been trying. I've been succeeding. I think I've been doing pretty well this week with Donald Trump. It it's uh, it it. It just got to be too much. Uh, yeah, today we're going to be talking about the horse race. Here was a little bit of Donald Trump yesterday at his amazing 45-minute speech at Trump Tower. I would do various things very quickly. I would repeal and replace the big lie Obamacare. I would build a great wall, and nobody builds walls better than me, believe me. And I'll build them very inexpensively. <laughs> I will build a great, great wall on our southern border, and I will have Mexico pay for that wall. Mark my words. (laughs) Nobody would be tougher on ISIS than Donald Trump. Nobody. I will find within our military, I will find the General Patton, or I will find 
General MacArthur, I will find the right guy. I will find the guy that's going to take that military and make it really work. Nobody, nobody will be pushing us around. I will stop Iran from getting nuclear weapons, and we won't be using a man like Secretary Kerry that has absolutely no concept of negotiation, who's making a horrible and laughable deal, who's just being tapped along as they make weapons right now, and then goes into a bicycle race at 72 years old and falls and breaks his leg. I won't be doing that. And I promise I will never be in a bicycle race, that I can tell you. So, that was uh, some of Donald Trump's uh, 45-minute announcement speech on Tuesday at the Trump Tower. And a lot of people, of course, are laughing at it. They're making fun of Donald Trump, and there is plenty to laugh at, and there is plenty to make fun of. Uh, but I believe uh, you, you can make fun of this, uh, this candidacy at your peril. Anybody who misunderestimates, as I said yesterday when he entered the race, anyone who misunderestimates, as George Bush would say, what the Republican Party has become at this point, they do so at their own peril. I believe that Donald Trump represents uh, everything right now uh, on the misbegotten right. Uh, 30 years, 35 years since Ronald Reagan. Donald Trump is exactly what Republicans are asking for. I think we may see a surge in the polls for him. And I think he very possibly could become a very real player in this race. Not just a joke, but also a very real player on the Republican side of the equation. And potentially, if he was able to win the nomination... Uh, in the general election as well. On yesterday's broadcast, I had Heather Digby Parton, our friend Digby, uh, on the show with me. And uh, she tended uh, to agree with my assessment of Donald Trump. This is the culmination of about 30 years of propaganda mm -hmm. that, you know, people like Roger Ailes very cynically put in place to create this sort of, uh, you know, propaganda bubble on mm -hmm. the right that would motivate their base and get these people out to vote and would get Republicans in office. The grand metaphor of this era is Frankenstein's monster getting out of control, and that's what's happened uh, on the right. And you, you know, Donald Trump is another manifestation of that particular um, metaphor, sort of, sort of coming to life. Mm -hmm. oh, it's alive! It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! <laughs> yes. Yes, it is alive. This is the manifestation of uh, 30 years of propaganda on the right. Very much alive, I think, in Donald Trump. Uh, one of the uh, perhaps most shocking statements I made yesterday. And by the way, if you disagree with me, love to hear from you. 818-985-5735. Even if you agree with me, 818-985-KPFK. You can also tweet me at the Brad blog. And for those of uh, those of our listeners who aren't listening live today, you can always email me, bradcast at bradblog.com. One of the statements I, I made yesterday when I was speaking with Digby uh, that uh, I led to an audible gasp, although I don't think she disagreed, was that uh, Donald Trump is the Bernie Sanders of the right. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to compare the two when it comes to uh, the things they believe in, but uh, you know, Bernie Sanders, he speaks from the heart. He says what he believes. 
you know, he he speaks from the heart. He shoots from the hip. Uh, but you you know, you, you, what he's saying is not poll tested. It is what he believes. I think the same thing is true with Donald Trump on the right. He says a lot of things, by the way, that uh, aren't going to go over well on Fox News, are not going to go over well with the Republican establishment. He was beating the hell out of his uh, Republican opponents in the race. He was incredibly critical of Iraq, the Iraq war, said we got nothing out of it other than the trillions in debt and nothing to show for it. And I believe there's people on the right who are going to like that message even if the corporate mainstream media is making fun of it. And I think one of the tell here's is the fact that the Republican establishment is freaking out about this. Uh, on, uh, on Tuesday, uh, the folks on the right uh, in the establishment, as Sahil Kapoor puts it, unleashed a torrent of anti-Trump tirades from influential Republicans who are openly fretting that the bombastic saber-rattling New Yorker with broad name recognition is in position to qualify for one of the 10 coveted debate slots under the rules set by Fox News. Oh, yes, he is. The National Review called Trump a ridiculous buffoon, an ass of exceptionally intense asininity. (laughs) Republican strategist Rick Wilson dubbed him the clown prince of the 2016 cycle. Club for Growth said he should not be taken seriously. Republican strategist Rick Wilson said this is the greatest gift to the media and the Democrats uh, that they could imagine. And even Karl Rove, and this is how you know they really are worried. Karl Rove was speaking this week and uh, was talking about the the three tiers of, of Republican candidates right now, putting Donald Trump into the third tier, but calling him out specifically by name and not kindly. And then we've got sort of the third tier, which are people who really are unlikely to break through. They're good people, some of them, but they're unlikely to break through. Or in the case of Donald Trump, they're complete idiots. <laughs> In the case of Donald Trump, they are complete idiots. And in case you missed it, uh, just a few minutes later, Karl Rove repeated the same message almost word for word. So it's early, but I think the first two were likely to see somebody win the nomination out of the first tier. And we're likely to see one or two surprises out of the second tier. And the third tier is going to be mostly entertaining, except for that guy, Trump, who's a complete moron. <laughs> Thank you very much, Mr. Rove. That's Karl Rove. Karl Rove calling Donald Trump an idiot and a moron. And uh, all of that may be true, but I think it shows that the Republicans are really, really worried about this. And they should be worried. Donald Trump may be a joke, but he's a very popular joke, at least as far as uh, TV goes. He's a TV star. He's a big TV star. Well, you know who else was a TV star? Uh, who was thought to be a national joke, who was thought to never be able to win office. I'll let Digby tell you from my uh, conversation with her yesterday. He is a major television star. And I'm not talking about cable news. He's not like Huckabee with his Sunday afternoon show with, you know, playing guitar with Ted Nugent. Mm -hmm. I'm talking, this is major network TV. Tens of millions of people watch that show. Yep. And way more than than Fred Thompson was, and you know everybody thought that you know was was something big. And right. you know the only one who the most successful 
presidential candidate up to this point who came from TV and had that, um, you know, that glow of being a real, you know, a real true celebrity was Ronald Reagan, yep. who was also a TV star. So I wouldn't underestimate that. No, I wouldn't underestimate it either. Ronald Reagan was a joke until he wasn't anymore. That was from my conversation with uh, the great uh, blogger Digby yesterday. And then sure enough, last night on CNN, uh, Errol Lewis from New York One had a similar sentiment. Those of us who are uh, big fans of uh, open debate and free speech, we have, we're getting a little gut check here. You want free speech? This is what you get. You have somebody who's polling in the same range as somebody like Governor Kasich of, uh, of Ohio, uh, Governor Christie in New Jersey. The public seems to know or like something about this guy. Um, so we'll, we'll take it for what it is. I would, I would caution everybody. The first election I ever voted in a long time ago um, was in 1980. And people said this B-movie actor, Ronald Reagan, he was playing opposite a chimpanzee. He couldn't possibly be a serious candidate for office. And he won the, 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 the presidency twice. Um, you know, people like to compare Donald Trump to P.T. Barnum. P.T. Barnum served in the Connecticut State Legislature and was mayor of Bridgeport, as well as being a, a great entertainer. So we might get some entertainment, but we might also get a little bit of conversation about government. Yeah, we will. Don't misunderestimate Donald Trump. He also has the amount of money, uh, he has enough money that he can afford to stay in this race for a very, very long time. Our phone number is 818-985. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're getting ahead of me. 818-985-5735. 818-985-KPFK. Charlie Pierce from uh, Esquire, I believe, nailed it yesterday. I read this uh, yesterday, but I think it's worth reading again. Uh, Over at Esquire, Charlie Pierce said about Donald Trump that he is the inevitable result of 40 years of political conjuring, mainly by Republicans, but abetted by far too many Democrats as well. He's the inevitable product of anyone who ever argued that our political institutions should be run like a business. He is the inevitable product of anyone who ever argued why the government can't balance its books the way any American family would. He is the inevitable result of the deregulated economy that was deregulated out of a well-cultivated wonder and awe directed at the various masters of the universe. Sooner or later, all of this misbegotten magical thinking was going to burp up a clown like Donald Trump. And it certainly has. And now the Republicans and maybe America will have to deal with it. One of his uh, more pointed uh, messages yesterday uh, from uh, his, uh, his, his uh, announcement speech, Donald Trump critiqued uh, promises made on the stump by his fellow Republicans, who he went straight at, man. Uh, he said, politicians are all talk, no action, nothing is going to get done. I watch the speeches of these people and they say the sun will rise, the moon will set, all sorts of wonderful things will happen. Well... As Charlie Pierce points out at Esquire, he said, personally, I think saying that the sun will rise and the moon will set are two of the easiest campaign promises to keep ever. Politicians are all talk, no action. Nothing's going to get done. They will not bring us, believe me, to the promised land. They will not. As an example, I've been on the circuit making speeches and I hear my fellow Republicans, and they're wonderful people. I like them. And I hear their speeches. 
And they don't talk jobs and they don't talk China. When was the last time you heard China's killing us? I watched the speeches of these people and they say, the sun will rise, the moon will set, all sorts of wonderful things will happen. And people are saying, what's going on? I just want a job. For the sun will rise and the moon will set and you learn how to settle for what you get. It'll all go on if we're here or not, so who cares, so what? So who cares, so what? All right, we're going to take a quick break and come back with your calls. 818-985-5735. Yes, uh, Trump may have been auditioning for the next revival of Cabaret, uh, my thanks to Nikki Goldenhardt of our affiliate FYI Nation for noticing that about the sun will rise and the moon will set. Also, Allison Henry over on the Twitters says Trump's the only Republican I've heard talking about saving Social Security, pointing out the injustice of shutting it down. She says that's scary. Trump should be watched. You can tweet me as well at the Brad Blog, and we will talk about all of this and more, including uh, Bernie Sanders. I almost called him the Donald Trump on the left, but I know I'll really get in trouble for that. Uh, so, 818-985-5735 is our phone number. Who would you like to see nominated for president in 2016, and who would you like them to run against? I'm Brad Friedman. This is your Bradcast. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Brad. Do you enjoy your non-corporatized, commercial-free Bradcast? Yeah, me too. But we need your help to stay that way. Please consider supporting the investigative blogging, broadcasting, and muckraking that we do here on the Bradcast and the Green News Report and bradblog.com with a donation. It's easy. Stop by bradblog.com slash donate and drop a few dollars in the tip jar. You can make a one-time contribution or an automatic monthly donation of any amount you like. It's easy. It'll take you about 60 seconds and you'll help me and Desi stay on the air to continue our troublemaking and muckraking without the corporate influence of anyone. Got it? Thanks. Stop by bradblog.com slash donate to help us out today. We are rocking in the free world right here on the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. That was the music that Donald Trump used uh, at his introductory candidate, his announcement yesterday. And uh, Neil Young immediately said, uh, no, that was not authorized. Mr. Trump was uh, not to use uh, that uh, music with his announcement. 
and he went on to say, Neil Young went on to say that he is a longtime Bernie Sanders supporter. Speaking of whom, uh, Chicago Mel over at Bradblog.com wrote that indeed all bets are off in the 2016 race, but not concerning Donald Chump, nor Donald Dump, nor Donald Gump, nor Donald Rump, the butt of all jokes. She writes, I drove 650 miles round trip to Waterloo, Iowa on Sunday to catch a Bernie Sanders rally to hear the man and get a sense of how his very earnest presidential campaign is going. Oh, boy, it's going all right. The big mo is in full swing, sisters and brothers. Repeat after me. First, they ignore you. And then they ridicule you, and then they attack you, and then you win. Yes, we really can do this, says uh, Chicago Mel at bradblog.com. You can, uh, you can also uh, tweet me at the Brad Blog. Before we get to your calls, uh, boy, I see the lines are full up. 818-985-5735. Just want to point out that uh, a new poll out from Suffolk University finds uh, that Bernie is beginning to surge now in New Hampshire. Bernie Sanders has 31 percent of the vote against 41 percent for Hillary Clinton. David Polyologos of the uh, uh, Suffolk University poll, a political research center, said that most political observers felt that Hillary Clinton, her large lead, Early lead among Democratic voters would eventually shrink a bit over time. But in New Hampshire right now, the lead has shrunk a lot. According to the Suffolk poll, he says, uh, we saw a similar poll earlier this week from Morning Consult, which found Sanders trailing Clinton 44 to 32 percent. So she's still got a lead. But things are changing quickly. Your thoughts on all of that? 818-985-5735. Let's go to the phones. I know you want to talk. Aaron in Los Angeles. Welcome to the broadcast. What's up, sir? Oh, Aaron. I can hear you now, Aaron. Oh, man. Hang on. Let me put you on. Put him on hold. Uh, Turn down his phone a little bit. We got him now. All right. Let's try that again. Uh, Oh, Aaron. Are you there? I just wanted, there you go. I, I just wanted to say that I think that you guys need to give the American public the benefit of the doubt. We're not as dumb as you think we are. You're comparing Ronald Reagan uh-huh. to to uh, Donald Trump is really juvenile. Okay. You're talking about a man who not only was the president of one of the most powerful unions. He was also held public office. He's the governor of one of the most powerful states, and he's a prolific speaker. Donald Trump can barely hold, formulate two sentences together. Okay. Thanks, Aaron. And by the way, when you say you guys, who are you talking about? Well, I mean, you guys are, say, you guys are saying he's a he, – uh, were you and the, the woman that was on your show? Okay, sorry, fair enough. Driving and I yeah. heard no, you're right. Uh, Digby and that, and that guy, Errol Lewis, on um, – uh, on New York One, I got gotcha. you. You're right. I just wanted to be clear. I'm speaking for myself on this uh, matter. I'm speaking for no one else. But I appreciate your thought, and uh, maybe you're right. Let's see if the Republican uh, Party agrees with you, Aaron. Let me go to uh, Morris in. Uh, no, no, no. Who am I going to here? Uh, uh, Richie. There we go. Uh, Richie. Marina Del Rey. Hey, Richie. Welcome to the broadcast. Oh man, are we having Richie? Okay, we're gonna. I gotta hang up on Richie. Richie, call back if you can. We're having trouble with our phones today. Uh, Sean in North Hollywood. There we go. Sean, are you with me? Can you hear me? 
I can. But it's... Okay, I'm just saying that historically, we have never taken any of the crazy seriously. Mm -hmm. Uh, Reagan, of course. Nixon, after that really pathetic uh, gubernatorial farewell, no one took him seriously. Look, look what we got from there. And if you want to up it a couple of levels, wait, you're saying that wait, Mussolini, wait, you're Mussolini and Hitler, yeah, so, we sat there and laughed our asses off at those two. So you're saying we actually do take the crazies seriously, and we do elect these people? Is that what you're saying? Uh, I, we should not elect them. But we should definitely take them seriously and uh, try to make sure they don't get anywhere near anyone who's sane and uh, nowhere near any governmental uh, institutions. Yeah, I think we should take them seriously, too. And I think a lot of people are not currently uh, taking them seriously. Thanks for your call, Sean. Yeah. It's very easy easy to laugh at them, but, you know, think about the next step. That's what I'm trying to do. Thank you for noticing, Sean. I appreciate the call. Let me go uh, to—now we're going to try again. Uh, Let me go to Richie in L.A. Hey, Richie, is that better? Do we got you? It's me. It's me. It's Richie. Hey, Richie. I'm listening to me. I live in Moines already, but I'm originally South Philadelphia. It's the best news I've heard in a long time. What what's the what's the best news, Richie? And boy, uh, we got to get you a better phone. So I hope that uh, the Donald Trump presidency will uh, listen to me. I don't care. I'm go ahead. Let me tell you, he's going to do it. I'm a I'm a strict follower of, of Mark Levin. Mark Levin, man. He, he's a. I'm a conservative. I'm not a Republican. I'm conservative. I'll uh, tell you something. With him, with Oprah on the ticket. Um, he can't lose. Okay. I, I got to let you, Richie, I got to let you go because only because your phone is so bad. Uh, but I think what Richie was saying was that with Donald Trump and Oprah on the ticket, they can't lose. And uh, that was uh, Donald Trump uh, said that he wants Oprah for his running mate. For some reason, I have a feeling Oprah may not want to be his running mate. I'm just saying, uh, 818-985-5735, 818-985-KPFK. If we've got a Donald Trump supporter out there with a better telephone, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, let's go to uh, Mo. Here we go. Morris in Long Beach. Hey, Morris, welcome to the broadcast. What is on your mind, sir? Well, I'll tell you, it reminds me of, the sound reminds me of the psychedelic or echo system we used to have back in the 60s on the radio. But anyway, uh, my candidate for president is Don Siegelman. I want Don Siegelman because he's not an insider. No. Now, if, if you remember, Woodrow Wilson had some good talk. We mm-hmm. still found ourselves in World War One. Mr. Clinton found, uh, had some good talk. We still got NAFTA. Uh, Mr. Obama had some good talk in terms of uh, transparency. We still got secrecy. People going to jail for mm-hmm. disclosing to us what's going on. So I'm going with Don Siegelman. So, That's my choice. So you're calling for Don Siegelman, the former governor of Alabama, who is currently in jail uh, uh, in his, I think, fifth or sixth year of a six-and-a-half-year sentence for a trumped-up charge that was put together by Karl Rove and his cronies uh, down in Alabama. You're calling for Governor Don Siegelman to run for president from jail. Is that what I understand? That's right. Now, he would not be the first person, Brad, to run for president from jail. Uh, one guy ran, I think it was Eugene Debs, got a million votes. So we don't need any more insiders. We don't need anybody articulating good popular stuff. We need one of us. And one of us coming from jail, you know, I'd have more faith in a guy like that than somebody wearing a nice suit and tie coming from his home. Wow. Okay, Morris, thanks. Uh, interesting. Very interesting thought. I did get an email 
from uh, Siegelman yesterday, uh, not a personal email, but he had put out a statement from jail welcoming Donald Trump into the race. And I don't think it was meant as a snarky uh, a snarky comment, the way the DNC put it out there. I believe that uh, he may share your feeling that uh, he would like to see some outsiders. He would like to see more voices in this race. I'd like to see it, too. 818-985-5735, 818-985-KPFK. I know that seems, by the way, uh, somewhat contradictory or, or, or somewhat paradoxical to say, I'd like to see more voices in this race when you've got about 20 people running on the Republican side. That's true. You do have 20 people running on the Republican side, but pretty much all 19 of them other than Donald Trump and maybe Rand Paul to a certain extent, but I think he's a pretender. Uh, in any event, uh, they're all saying the same thing. Donald Trump is saying something different. It may be stupid. It may be wrong. But he's saying something different than the rest of the pack. Uh, and frankly, I think that's kind of welcome. 818-985-KPFK is our phone number. Let's go to uh, let's see if let's see if we can make our phones behave here. Johnny in Los Angeles. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. What's on your mind? Yeah, I think your phones are a little screwed up today. Maybe so. Maybe so. Can you hear me okay? I can. You sound good. Okay, Brad. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say that I'm supporting Bernie Sanders at this point. Uh, Hillary's too much of the dynasty thing. I don't like that. But I also like Donald Trump because he's a tough New Yorker. I like his swag. Uh, you know, I like when he says, hey, if you're not doing the job, you're fired. I'm a, I'm a 40-year uh, union guy, mm -hmm. but, you know, we have to pull our weight out of the real world, and if we're not keeping up, we're fired. And I like his swag. You know? I think uh, I like to see this this guy kind of get everybody nervous. That's cool, you know? He does like make everybody prepare. nervous. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So it, so you'd like to see, so Bernie's your guy, but you'd like to see him running against Donald Trump. Is that what you're saying, Johnny? Uh, yeah, that would be great. I'd love to see that. And, you know? and if you, and if uh, he were to run, Bernie were to run against Trump, and Trump wins, you're cool with that? Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, you right. know, it can't stop the way of the world, man. It just keeps on turning no matter what I do. But, uh, <laughs> you know, All right. he's definitely going to shake things up, and we'll see where that goes. Thank you, Johnny. I appreciate the call. 818-985-KPFK. Uh, trying to get to as many of you as we can today. Uh, who's next here? Let's go to... Um, let's go to Joni. Here we go. Uh, Joni in Malibu. Hey, Joni, welcome to the broadcast. Hi. Hi. I went Bernie, okay. Elizabeth, Bernie and Elizabeth, intelligent, compassionate, and well-seasoned. And so you want Bernie to run and you want Elizabeth as, as his, uh, his uh, vice presidential uh, selection? Yes, intelligent, right. compassionate, and well-seasoned <clears throat> people. And uh, who who would you like to see them run against on the Republican side, Joni? Nobody. I just like them to win. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I, I think I'm pretty sure they're going to have to run against somebody. Okay, the worst. And who would that be? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Hell yeah! All right. It's day by day. <laughs> day by day. And, and, and hey, by the way, clown is the worst. <laughs> all right. And if if Hillary ends up beating Bernie, you'd vote for Hillary. Is that what you're saying? Well, 
depends on uh, how it shakes out. Okay, it's too early to tell. Okay. But uh, you ask who would I prefer, that's it. I got Bernie you. Bernie and Elizabeth, because intelligent, compassionate, and well-seasoned. Those are my reasons, and those are who. All right. Well-seasoned okay. sounds delicious to me. Thanks, Joni. I appreciate <laughs> the call. Thanks. You bet. 818-985-KPFK. Uh, we'll get back to uh, we'll get back to your calls in just w- uh, one quick moment here. But I want to play uh, from Craig Holman uh, from Public Citizen. Uh, I had him on the broadcast earlier the week uh, concerning this ongoing uh, lawsuit against the Federal Elections Commission, which has now made it clear that they cannot do their job, that they will not do their job uh, because there are three Republicans on the commission and three uh, Democrats. The Republicans are basically blocking every type of enforcement of the existing campaign laws. And yes, we still have campaign laws in this country, even in the post-Citizens United period. But if the FEC won't enforce those measures, then we got nothing. And so this lawsuit has been ongoing since 2010. And since Karl Rove came up with the idea with his uh, Crossroads GPS to start taking money into these 501c4 nonprofits because they don't have to disclose who their funders are. And that's all the dark money you've heard so much about. They've been trying to get action. There was a complaint filed with the FEC. The investigators at the FEC looked into it. The investigators uh, recommended to the commissioners that they further investigate because it looked like Karl Rove broke the law by not declaring himself and Crossroads GPS to be a political action committee after spending millions on the 2010 election. This was the career staffers at the uh, FEC made this recommendation, and all three Republicans on the commission voted against, and all three Democratic appointees voted in favor, despite uh, you know the, what appears to be a clear violation of law. And so uh, Public Citizen is one of uh, several groups who is now f- uh, has filed a lawsuit in court to force the Federal Elections Commission to do their job. And I had Craig Holman of Public Citizen on the show earlier this week to talk about it. And he said, not only is it almost impossible to get anything done from 2010, but when it comes to 2016, forget about it. Forget about it. The Federal Election Commission is going to do absolutely nothing this year. When it cannot act and it cannot make a decision we literally have no cop on the beat when it comes to money and politics you know the law is very clear that groups even Karl Rove's group Crossroads GPS has to disclose their donors if they make expenditures to influence our elections the law is very clear on that the problem is we have a federal election commission that will not apply the law uh, they let groups like Crossroads evade the law. And as a result, we are now being besieged with, uh, in the last election, was $300 million in dark money, money that influences our elections, but we have no idea where it came from. Yeah, that's how bad it is. Now, on the other hand, Donald Trump doesn't need to worry about federal election laws at all because he doesn't have to worry about anybody's money at all. He has to show no fealty to any other billionaires or millionaires other than himself, which I would argue makes him even more dangerous. 
818-985-KPFK. Let's go to, uh, love to hear from you on this uh, or anything else. Bill from Lake Elsinore. Hey, Bill, welcome to the Bradcast. What is on your mind, sir? Thank you, Brad. Yep. Um, P.T. Barnum once said, uh, even bad publicity is publicity. Mm -hmm. And Donald Trump got more people, more chatter than any of the other Republicans combined. Yeah. And uh, mass media trumps common sense. And all he's got to do is get in the battleground states and whoop. Yeah, be careful. Ronald Reagan, we thought the same thing with him. You know, how he was just sarcastic to Jimmy Carter in the debates. He didn't say nothing, but they just loved him. They ate it up. So you think it's more than just a joke uh, candidacy. You think that the Republicans actually could go for this guy and he has a chance at winning the nomination on the Republican side? Trump's got experience, don't forget. He's been ran campaigns before. And there's a lot of strategy involved in this. Wait, Thank what? you, Brad. Okay. I don't think he's run any campaigns, as far as I know. But uh, he's run a lot of businesses. He's also run a lot of businesses into the ground, I should note. He's uh, had to declare bankruptcy four times, as I recall. Hey, Roy, welcome to the broadcast. What's on your mind, Roy? Nope. Do I have the wrong one? Oh, no, there we go. Hey, Roy, are you there? Oh, oh Roy, try again. Are you Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, that's uh, better. Matt, yeah. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, thank you for being taken. What's up? Uh, listen, you know we have had some we have we have had some pretty bad decision that has been made over the past few years with this election and who running the country and how things are going. I just like to ask the audience and you: Do you think we could take catastrophe such as Donald Trump? Goes in with his own money and do, uh, I mean, uh, such a bad job of society that we could not fix whatever he do. If the people don't wake up, wake up to Bernie Sanders, we're going to be in trouble. Okay, okay. I, had, I had trouble. Yeah, thank you, Roy. I'm, we're having trouble with our phones today. I think we're having so much trouble, it may very well be on our end, uh, not on theirs. Had a, a tough time uh, hearing Roy. Uh, who I think, I think he was trying to say that Trump is a distraction, but uh, he, yeah, it's hard to tell. Let me, uh, let me, we'll try a few more here. And then uh, Desi Doyne, uh, you're on deck for the Green News Report. Uh, Yulon, I believe that's how we'll say her name. Uh, Yulon, welcome to the broadcast. Did I, did I say your name right? Yeah, uh, uh, you know, greetings, Brad. Uh, greetings, Yulon. <laughs> thank you. Um uh, <laughs> I'm all for Bernie Sanders running. Yeah. I, I'm very leery of uh, uh, Hillary Clinton. I, I just don't understand what, 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 what her, uh, her motivations are, quite, quite frankly. Her uh, campaign is funded by uh, Monsanto. Those are one of her campaign contributors, along with her association with, with uh, the likes of uh, uh, you know, Clinton, of course, and the, and the Bush and, and their world policies make me very leery of her. So I think that Bernie Sanders is a breath of fresh air, genuinely. I, Donald Trump, uh, I, I agree with your other caller that uh, he must be a diversion in that I don't think that um, the uh, Republicans, Republicans have anyone of merit, and people are really tired of uh, so many of their bizarre policies. 
Yeah, well, no, I, I don't think they have anybody of merit on, on the right, on the Republican Party either, which is why I think that Donald Trump is actually, uh, you know, very likely to see a surge in the polls. We'll see if he can actually have a ground game and actually win, you know, votes by from voters. But with that in mind, I, I think they got nothing. And by the way, I've been watching... Um, uh, I saw the other day uh, Rachel Maddow over on MSNBC. Now, she's trying to get a lot of, you know, she wants to interview these guys. I know that a few, if any, will come on uh, on the broadcast. But so she referred to it as a deep bench. They got a lot of people running. They're serious candidates. No, I see no serious candidates. I don't see a deep bench. Actually, I do. I think George Pataki. Uh, who you know? Most listeners probably go George. Who? Well, he's actually uh, declared he is running for president. Uh, he's the uh, former governor of New York. He was. He's been out of office since before the 2010 uh, Citizens United decision. So he did not go quite as far off the rails yet as the rest of his party. He's kind of a serious person, but it seems to me he's got no chance. Uh, because the media doesn't even talk about him. The Republican Party doesn't even talk about him. No, they don't have a deep bench. What they have is a lot of people running. That's different than a deep bench. And uh, that, that allows for someone, someone like a, a, a Donald Trump to surge to the front of the pack, as I see it. Hey, well, it is genuinely a circus, isn't it? Uh, I think definitely the serious contender is Bernie Sanders. And I, and I genuinely hope that uh, or wish that he would run with uh, Elizabeth Warren. That is a dynamic tool. Well, he is he is running. We'll see. Uh, we'll see if he's going to be able to beat Hillary or not. And then, yeah, uh, Elizabeth uh, as vice president sounds good to me. Although that means she's out of the Senate, and that's a concern. But anyway, hey, Yulana, appreciate your call. Thank you very much. Thank you much, Brad. You bet. Uh, all right, Desi, get on deck. Uh, one more quick call here. Uh, actually, let's let's hold this one till after the break. Stephen and Burbank, hang on there. We're going to take a quick break and come back with Desi Doy and the Green News and much more right here on your broadcast. Stopping the world, melting for Desi Doyen and the Green News Report. But before we do, uh, Des, uh, one call I want to want you to take uh, from Steve in Burbank. You'll have to. You'll both have to make it quick. Uh, hey, Steve, welcome to the broadcast. What's your question? Oh, Steve. Oh, Steve. And this was your big chance. Uh, oh, oh no, it's my. There we go. Okay, my fault. Hey, Stephen, welcome to the broadcast. I, I heard the flash, and you can hear my yeah, voice. Yes, we can hear you I now. Can. Okay, what's happening is uh, Bernie would beat Donald Trump on stage. That's what I would like to see because the Pope uh, issued the big letter about climate change. Bernie is all for uh, renewable energies, whereas Donald Trump, out of all his vast money did not spend one red cent on creating a solar panel factory here in America, uh, wind turbines, any of that stuff. If he had done that, he would be bragging about it. What do you think? Well, he would have, and you also, I know you had, uh, when you called in, you wanted to know if the Pope would uh, have an effect. His encyclical will have an effect. So let me ask Desi Doyens, and she's our green expert here. 
Uh, will the uh, Pope's encyclical have any effect? Will it have an effect on the... And thanks, Stephen. Appreciate the call. Uh, will it have any effect on the uh, 2016 race? I think particular? it'll have a short-term effect at best right now. That uh, Right now it's sort of forcing Republicans to actually talk about it since they like to claim the mantle of being the religious ones. I think it'll give, uh, give them something to have to talk about. And the major media certainly is paying attention to climate change now. That will give them an additional thing to ask them. So do you agree with the Pope or not? So they're doing a lot better, you're finding, in the 2016 presidential race than in the 2012 presidential race. When they didn't the ask about climate change at all. It didn't even come up, That's did it? That's right. Uh, and it is coming up. And I think uh, the, it, the folks on both the right and the left are going to have to answer to this uh, to this pope and his papal paper due on Thursday. Yes, Thursday. All right. All right. OK, let's get to it. Our latest Green News Report. What the IRS, EPA, and the entire bureaucracy have done with overregulation, we can undo by act of Congress and order of the president. Jeb Bush finally jumps in. We will make America the clean energy superpower of the 21st century. Hillary Clinton pushes for clean energy. Plus, he is a gentle man, a holy man, a man. The Pope's summer blockbuster coming this week to a planet near you. All of those blockbusters and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. And they'll say, I'm not a scientist. (laughs) Well then why don't they start listening to those who are? Yeah, she doesn't really do snarky all that well, does she? (laughs) No. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, I know you got a lot to get to today. But first, I feel as a public service announcement, I must note right off the top, that the sun has not exploded. Oh, really? That's right. Are uh, you sure? Well, I, I'm pretty sure. The Athens Banner Herald in Georgia said on Monday that, quote, this is the emergency broadcast system. Please ignore this message as always. By the way, the sun just exploded and we're all about to die. <laughs> okay. That was on uh, their website. Apparently they say it was, quote, an unauthorized updated news item. But to our knowledge, the sun has not exploded. To their knowledge. That's right. What do you have for us that is not fake news today, Desi Doyen? Well, Jeb Bush on Monday officially announced his intention to seek the 2016 Republican presidential nomination. We've been tracking the climate change positions of all the 2016 candidates, and Jeb, like nearly all the Republican contenders, is still stuck on denying the scientific consensus that global warming is man-made. Here he is just last month. The climate is changing. Um... I don't think the science is clear of what percentage is man-made and which, what percentage is natural. I just don't. It's convoluted. No, no, it's, it's not really all that convoluted. And for the people to say the science has decided on this is just really arrogant, to be honest with you. And nobody knows more about arrogance than a member of the Bush family, just saying. Well, climate change didn't rate a mention in Jeb's big campaign announcement on Monday at Miami-Dade College, but he did promise to roll back Environmental Protection Agency standards and promised energy security. With North American resources and American ingenuity, 
we can finally achieve energy security for this nation. And with presidential leadership, we can make it happen within five years. Ah, note he says North American resources, not American resources. He's talking about the tar sands up in Canada? He certainly is. Well, so I guess he's pushing for more foreign oil in our country. Thanks, Jeb. Meanwhile, in a rally on Saturday in New York City to formally launch her campaign for the Democratic presidential nomination, former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton mocked Republicans for denying climate science and instead pledged to make the U.S. a global superpower in clean energy. Developing renewable power, wind, solar, advanced biofuels, building cleaner power plants, smarter electric grids, greener buildings, using additional fees and royalties from fossil fuel extraction to protect the environment and ease the transition for distressed communities to a more diverse and sustainable economic future. Wow, sounds like she knows what she's talking about. And unlike Jeb Bush, Hillary Clinton actually mentions climate change. This will create millions of jobs and countless new businesses and enable America to lead the global fight against climate change. Meanwhile, Shell Oil's massive Arctic drilling rig, the Polar Pioneer, was met by a flotilla of kayaktivists while attempting to leave Seattle's harbor early Monday morning. The kayaktivists were able to delay the rig for a short time, but then harbor police detained and released 24 people, including Seattle City Councilman Mike O'Brien, for what they said was breaching the safety zone around the rig that carries a $500 fine. Finally, anticipation is running high for an encyclical on the environment and climate change from Pope Francis. An encyclical is a teaching letter that's used to instruct bishops and Catholics all around the world. And now a parody movie trailer created by a Brazilian environmental group has Pope Francis literally kicking butt. Unstoppable. Forgive me, Father. Nature never forgives If you slap it, it will always slap you back. He is an easy man to follow and a hard man to silence. But in this epic battle against climate crisis, we can't let him fight alone. (laughs) Check out the full clip at our site, bradblog.com. It's very funny. Yes. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyle. And this has been your Green News Report. Pope Francis in the encyclical. To change everything, we need everyone. Coming to Earth this June. Coming to Earth tomorrow. Oh, yeah. You're so excited, aren't you? <laughs> you know, it's it's a great video that, that that's up at bradblog.com. I highly recommend it. But, yeah, this I think this encyclical very well could be a game changer. I'm hoping it is. We'll see. I guess. We'll see. And we'll find out the importance of it. I hope we're going to, you said, we'll speak to somebody from the evangelical. Uh... The, the, even the Evangelical Environment Network. And they're basically, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. evangelicals, uh, theologians, uh, academics who are all making the case that the Bible says we need to care for creation, and that is what, uh, that's what the Bible calls for. So they're basically going head-on with all of the, uh, the capitalists and the fossil fuel extractors. And will they be able to, um, to uh, juice-plain to me what an encyclical actually means? <laughs> it's a teaching letter. Okay. That's all it is. All right. Well, we'll find out. Uh, also, uh, hopefully uh, later this week on the broadcast, uh, we're going to talk to someone out of Denton, Texas. Uh, this this fight, the frack-free Denton movement, 
where they have just uh, the voters voted to, uh, to ban, ban fracking, fracking from de- de- yes. right, and then the Texas governor came in and overruled that. Yes, uh, and incredibly, in signing the law that overruled the voters. Abbott, uh, Greg Abbott, the Republican governor there, said he was protecting private property rights from the, quote, heavy hand of local regulation. Wow. So much for a local control Mm -hmm. and property rights of anybody who's not the fossil fuel industry. No, it's the heavy hand of local. So they're against big government and they're against small government in Texas. I think they're against all government. Uh, it's like a whole nother country. Ain't <laughs> that it? is. And that's where you're from. So I'm still blaming you, Desi Doyen. My thanks to Desi Doyen, our producer, to our booking goddess, Cynthia Cohn. My thanks to all the listeners and all the callers today. If you missed any portion of the broadcast, you can download it uh, later on tonight from bradblog.com. And, of course, at the KPFK archives. We'll be back with you same Brad time tomorrow. I hope you will uh, join me. And uh, until then, you can find me on the Twitters at the Brad blog. And you can also email me bradcast at bradblog.com. We will see you soon. Until then, you can find me at bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world. Good luck, world.